Hey, how's it going? Hello. It is going well. My dog is being very, very cute. Um, sleeping on the chair behind me, and I want to pick her up, but she looks at peace, and so I feel like I'm gonna let her live her life. I feel like I didn't know that you had a dog. I have two dogs, actually. Okay, I have I have a dog that I've had since I was very little, and her name is Dixie, and she's an old lady, and she's adorable, and I love her very much, but she's an old lady, and she doesn't want to spend time with me anymore. <laughs> um, and my other dog is Yuki, who um, is a corgi chihuahua mix. She's... Like, not real, I'm convinced, sometimes. That she sounds kinda... like a character in, like, a Japanese role-playing game. Yeah. Like, a dog she's... that is, is... Actually, wait, isn't that just from um, Cowboy Bebop? The dog is, like, yeah. super smart or something? She is the Cowboy Bebop dog, and she sucks, and I hate her so much, and I love her. <laughs> we got her... Um, she's a rescue. She came from a really, really, really bad home up in, like, like Tennessee or something. And when she drove up here, she had to drive halfway across, you know, the the country, which can be really stressful on dogs, um, yeah, especially dogs when they're very, very like young. Yeah, dogs cars sometimes. Yep. And she was in a confined space and it was really scary. And so when we got her, when we picked her up and brought her home, she was very sick from all the stress. And there was some concern that she wasn't going to make it through the night. So what I did is for an entire 24 hours, I sat next to this horrible, frightened puppy and, like, took her outside whenever she felt sick. And now she won't leave me alone. Um, she's, like, attached at the hip. I'm pretty convinced I have, like, a movie dog. Like, I I accidentally bought Marley and Me, uh-huh. the the dog person, the uh-huh. real dog. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. bought the Marley and Me. Owen Wilson. Because I, bought, I bought Owen Wilson. We he, bought a zoo. Wait, we that's, bought, that's Owen Wilson, I think, also. It's definitely not... Oh, Owen it, Wilson? It, it is, I think. I think I know what Owen Wilson's been on. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I was definitely in the body <laughs> zoo. That's pretty good. Wow, I for sure bought that zoo. You know Although... what? I definitely bought that zoo. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, though, half of Eddie Owen Wilson impression is just saying wow. Wow. So... <laughs> it really is midnight in Paris. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Okay, so we're inaugurating two new segments on this episode. Well, one, basically whenever someone reveals they have a dog, I ask them 20 questions about the dog. So that's okay. I feel like we're formalizing that segment. Like okay. um tell me about your dog. That's a good segment. Um and then also Tell me about your dog. It's a little jingle I just came up with. Yeah, thank you. That was great. Off the dome. Thank oh, you. I'm man. a musician. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Um Yeah, yeah you also because you did the Sega version of our theme song. I did. I was like holding on to the hope that you would use it for this one. I seriously, I have this problem where if one of my friends makes a, like a music related joke in my timeline, I have to make it. Because mm-hmm. it'll take, it takes me like, like 10 minutes to do these kind of things. And I just, I feel the need to. I feel like... When someone makes a joke and they see it realized in a different medium, it's 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 justifying in some way. I don't know. It's like this was way, 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 way back before I had the Twitter ad I do now. But I used to be kind of associated with this whole um, the word for it was like weird Twitter or whatever. It was a disaster. It was a complete clusterfuck. And I had this one tweet that was like that, that became a, a thing. It like blew up or whatever. And this guy, Mike Rosenthal, did a comic for it Mm -hmm. and this was like all he did was he did comic versions of people's tweets oh right yeah i remember that yeah and then twitter the comic came out we were all a little sore about it because none of us got paid it Uh it raised it raised this really weird question which is like do we are we owed like money for our tweet it's 140 characters and it's a shitty joke like it was mine was like some stupid joke about sonic fighting mario it was the worst but (laughs) Like, do we owe, are, are we owed money for that? It was a really puzzling situation. Instead, the guy just offered to send us all free copies, which I feel like was kind of like a middle finger, but I don't know. Yeah, that's um, not like, oh, here's the copy of your tweet. Yeah, and the really surreal thing is like a year later, I was in Brooklyn hanging out with my then girlfriend and we were, we went to the MoMA 
and I was in the gift shop and I see this fucking book. Oh my God. So it was a comic in the MoMA gift shop and I just like cover my hands and my face and I just go, oh my fucking God. And my girlfriend's like, what? What is it? And I'm like that, no, no, we're not going there. But she makes me go there and I have to explain to her that one of my fucking awful tweets is in this book that's in the MoMA. So I guess I guess I can say that I got in the MoMA kind of. <laughs> yeah, it counts. If you're in the door, it counts. It doesn't matter what part or like in what context you're in there. I think um, if you just get up on a pedestal and sit still for long enough, they'll just think you're like a Marina piece and you'll you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Someone will put a little plaque on you and there you go. You're in the Hall of Fame, baby. Mm-hmm, you did mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, done. Um, Hall of Fame for art. You won art. You beat level 99 of art and now you can start new art plus. New art plus. New art plus is where you get to do all the art again. You keep all your skills, but you have to buy all your paints again. Mm. go back you have to buy all the dangle paints and the guy who runs the paint shop has better armor and you have to fight him physically with your fists Mm -hmm. with your fists and your teeth and your claws if you have those i don't know maybe you have those because everyone's been on the acrylic nails thing lately so yeah maybe you fight maybe you fight this this new game plus paint man i don't know where this bit's going well they don't all have to, you know, we just like to throw bits at the wall and some of them are going to stick and some of them are just going to slide down into the garbage. And, and then we're going to take the garbage and we're going to throw it out the window. You got to recycle that bit's garbage, though. No bit deserves to be thrown in the in the bit landfill. That's <laughs> just waste. That's bad for the earth. One well, of we can days, build a park on top of that. We can build a park on top of the bit's landfill. A seagull is going to go poking in and he's going to pull out a little bit where it's like, oh, uh, I got some Bowser's feet stuck on my <laughs> neck here. Oh, geez. It's a bad bit. Oh. But yeah, seeing your jokes realized in different formats is so, you're right, it's so validating. And that's something that I've talked about before. But like one of the highest compliments I can get is when a voice actor acts uh, out one of my yes. tweets. Yes, it's yes, like, yes. I feel so seen right now. Oh my god, right? Like, because those are the same people that were reading Homestuck comics in like 2013, yes. and you're like, wow, now my tweet is the Homestuck comic. Mm-hmm. Now I'm John Egbert. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Is that Homestuck? I'm the name? Eggman. I am the Eggman. It's mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. I am the Eggman. I've got the master plan. Yep. Gonna kill Sonic. And... I actually own the Sonic Adventure 2 Battle soundtrack. On CD. Oh my god. I've been listening to it on Spotify a lot lately. <laughs> it's so good. Rooster <laughs> Stages have the best music, like, ever. Yeah, it's so... It is very sick. good, is the thing. Like, that's... It's interesting, like, when they moved from... I mean, Sonic, I think, has always been associated with good music. Um, oh, yeah. And so, like, if you think they... Crush Party sucks, like, you can, you can suck and die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Crush Party does not suck at all, and you are a fool and a dullard for thinking so, and you belong in baby jail for horrible <laughs> I mean, they did definitely move from, like, one very specific style that was influenced by, like, the Sega Genesis's limitations to just, like, a lot of butt rock. But it works. It works so well. I am so glad they finally made the change, the transition, as we call it, from the Sega Genesis. Just because I know some people are really, really, really nostalgic for the Sega Genesis sound font. But I don't know why every single bass sound on the Sega Genesis sounds like like someone like like a rope like optimus prime is like gnashing on tin foil. It's like wow it's the worst <laughs> it ever. is it is like, oh my god i love the music to sonic spinball like a lot and i also really like sonic spinball and but like that bass sound holy shit it's like my toaster has flatulence i can't stand it yeah i'm gonna get our producer to just um insert some right here Let's just put some of those bass noises in oh they're so fucking bad i but admittedly, yeah. So the story behind me actually owning a physical copy of that is really adorable. I was so into Sonic when I was younger. Oh my God, it was ridiculous. I always tell this story about how I did this admittedly really fucking adorable thing when I was younger. Me and my friend Paul, we were both like super closeted, really close friends, and both like really in love with Sonic the Hedgehog characters um, as kind of like our weird like sexual feeling around in the dark thing. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we were going to make our own Sonic the Hedgehog game because we didn't like the the, the new ones. We didn't like them. So we were going to make a good one. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so we were like maybe like eight or nine at the time, and we got um, a notebook and we filled it with uh, like drawing. My my friend Paul, he did the drawings for the stages. He drew them out, and I would I did all the lore, like the storyline of uh-huh. this Sonic game. I don't remember what it was, but we wrote this whole thing out, and it was here. This fully realized Sonic game, and we actually put it in a box. And we mailed it to Sega. <laughs> no, um, to see if you know that would work out. Uh, never got, never got uh, the mail back from Mister Sega. But I do think that that is probably the most adorable thing I've ever done. It's very cute. It's such a like a quintessential. I don't know. I don't know if kids still do that. They must. But I feel like with things like Minecraft, you don't really have to as much. You can just actually make the thing. Um, it's such like a nineties thing of just like, I'm going to draw out a video game and I'm going to make, it's like, I'm going to make all the design documents and everything. And then like, oh, it's yeah. almost as good as it existing. Oh my God. Or yeah. Better, maybe. I, um, I don't remember any of my Sonic OCs, which is criminal, but I remember I did used to do the whole sprite editing thing. I don't mm-hmm, know if you're ever familiar with mm-hmm. that whole culture. I am very familiar. Of course you are. Yeah. And I, I used to do that. I remember for my birthday one year, I was like, Hey mom, Hey dad. I like Sonic the Hedgehog. I like Sonic Adventure 2 Battles so much. Can you get me the soundtrack? And they actually had to look for it. They don't have an American release of it, I don't think, at the mm-hmm. least at the time. So they had to get one shipped in from Japan. So we have this really like fucking cool looking. Oh my god! Like CD of the Sonic Adventure 2 Battle soundtrack, and I love it. It's like one of my most cherished possessions. Um, I remember me and my friend, me and my friends, like at the after school care place we used to go to. We just like run around and like sing live and learn and pretend to do the flippy <laughs> jumps and stuff that's amazing well so the other funny story that's related to sonic that i always have to tell is, uh, is really just a story about how i don't know how anyone thought i was any kind of straight at all was whenever like me and my friends like to pretend to be sonic characters a lot and every single time i like super was adamant about being amy rose uh-huh. like i had to be amy rose <laughs> this was like necessary and I mean, my friends never questioned it. I just think it's funny that we all conveniently like forgot that, you know, when I like uh-huh. hit high school and, you know, I just kind of be like, oh, no, sometimes I don't really like being a boy. Like, I'm kind of surprised. And I was like, yeah, no shit, asshole. You like were Amy Rose every time. <laughs> not, only, not only was I Amy Rose, but I insisted that the plot would revolve around me being kidnapped by someone and everyone had to save me. Ooh, yeah, that's which is um, a very rich psychosexual ground. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that I just kind of played Internet Murder Revenge Fantasy before you wrote it. Like that mm. was, I kind of just did that. So in fact, I'm kind of waiting off, on the really. royalties. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of waiting on the royalties for that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For Internet Murder Revenge Fantasy, which is great, by the way. Go buy Internet Murder Revenge Fantasy. It's uh, I forget how much it is, but you can check it oh, out. Oh, it's free now. It's free now. Yeah, that's bullshit. You should pay money for that. Well, <laughs> people did pay money for it like a year ago, but I was like, uh, I mean, it served its purpose. Um, yeah. And now I just, it's like, I didn't want to deal with like, you know, paying, like splitting up all the royalties and everything, oh. like to you and all those other people. So <laughs> whose ideas I stole. Um, so I was just like, it's free. I'm not making money off it. So I, um, I did a similar thing with an album I made like years and years and years ago. It was like when I was like, so like, deep in the closet it was like i was in the, the movie descent and i was like in the blood pool and i was like screaming sorry that's how d- um what movie the descent okay because when you say descent what i think of is just um a spaceship flying through like a cave like the video game descent well so there's also the movie descent i really like horror movies the movie descent is really good the d- the descent the descent it's this really um uh unabashed movie about like the the quote-unquote female body like it's it's all about a bunch of women who go into a a cave system and the cave system's full of blood and and weird vampire masculine vampire parasites (laughs) that try and kill them Mm -hmm. uh and there's a lot of femme competition in it which is like i'm here for it i think it's also supposed to be a commentary on like well like 
femininity or whatever. I mostly just like it for the femme competition. There's this great like rivalry that develops between these two characters. And there's a lot of uh, totally not romantic tension at all that I perceive as romantic tension. It's great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of that too in the game that um, just that um, <laughs> you're a spaceship and you shoot other spaceships, but instead of being in space, which would be fun, you're in um, like a, a corridor that doesn't end ever. Um, that's where I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a metaphor too, also, um, for society. Oh yeah. I actually read a couple of medium articles about that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what descent taught me about. But, and up. why it's, why it's valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been feeling so valid lately. Have you? Yeah. I've just been really valid. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's so great. I think this is the funniest thing. Like, it's the thing that I'll do, like, with my friends when they'll just be like, oh, God, I'm really sorry, but I kind of have a crush on Ron Perlman in Pacific Rim. And I'll just be like, you're so valid. <laughs> you're, like, so valid right now. <laughs> like, you're glowing. You're so valid. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a catchphrase for sure. I one time knew this person on Twitter, and I really hope she isn't still following me, because otherwise it's going to be weird. She was obsessed with Ron Perlman. She literally followed Ron Perlman image bots, which I guess exist. Of course. Of course they do. Which just nonstop post pictures of Ron Perlman. And she was just nonstop blogging about Ron Perlman. Like, I like the Hellboy movies a lot. I think they're great. I don't like them that much. You know what I mean? I mean, everyone's got their weird thing, right? Um, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. I feel never... like being being obsessed with Ron Perlman is like on the grand in the grand scheme of like weird things people can be into, and I'm not just talking about like sex things. I just mean like general yeah. weird pr- obsessions. It's like pretty normal. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Lately, my thing has been diving into the world of like Transformers smut. Uh huh. I do follow at least one person who does that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we may actually both follow that person. Yeah, but um, I don't want to like call them out, though. I'm. I don't think they would mind. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Uh, what's her name? Is it is it is it Jan Weedle? Because I think Jan Weedle is the one. Yes. Who, they they yes. definitely just draw pictures of Transformers kissing. So, Jan Weedle. Yes. Here's my thing with. First of all, I fucking love your art, Jan Weedle. I love your pictures of Transformers kissing. I especially love your ones. I don't know anything about the Transformers, but there's one that has a mustache. And he's so fruity, and I love the, how you draw him like that. It's very, it's very important to me. What I do need to say about Transformers, like smut, is it's very hard to sexualize a Transformer because there's like no erogenous zone on that thing. <laughs> it's just like the ass is just like literally like that's the bumper of a car. Like that's not. Uh huh horny so it's really hard to like what do you like what do you emphasize on and it's you can't like wait like there's nothing to like grab at it's that's a robot that's a car mm-hmm. that's a car man that's a man car. I mean, if you don't think people want to do stuff to cars then of course i know that people want to do stuff to cars i grew up on image board culture <laughs> i'm i'm clued in okay mm-hmm, i'm not hip. a i'm hip to what people are into these days i'm just saying my perspective that i'm bringing to the table I only want to speak on my experience. I never want to encroach on anyone else's experience. Sure, yeah. But there's, how do you, I feel like it would hurt, like, to to grab, like, a, a mm. cute Transformer boy's, like, but, first of all, I mean, he's bigger than me. But second of all, if, hypothetically, he was my size, mm-hmm. I, I'm grabbing that thing, that's going to hurt me. And plus, that that's going to be cold. That's going to be a cold boy. Well, is it, though? I mean, <clears throat> um, I'm just screen capping, uh, some some transformers fic over here so if you heard that shutter sound that's what that was um oh wow amazing uh i don't know i'm sure they could be like heated or something uh like seat warmers in a car except that's leather that's not metal yeah Mm. it's not metal i mean i guess because of that i have to admire i have to admire that for that reason that it's like so difficult like it's easy to it's comparatively easy to sexualize like a i don't know like a zelda <laughs> character or like a <laughs> I don't sonic know, like or something a, i don't know not that anyone's been talking about that recently but a zelda character oh is there a new one there's a new uh actually i haven't i don't know anything about that mm. the only game i've been playing recently has been uh candy crush saga 
I just got to Mega Man 6, so I'm very excited to see what Capcom has brought to <laughs> the last NES entry in this storied series, um, which actually uh, they I weren't even Blue going Man. to release. They weren't even going to release it? Well, I mean— They're going to— yeah, that no, little blue, blue man in the vault. They were like, Mega Man, you have to up. stay up in the vault because there's the Super Nintendo now and no one likes you anymore. And he was like, Papa, Papa, Papa Capcom, please, Papa. can I go? And they locked up a bunch of little little Mega Man treats up there mm-hmm. uh, for him to snack on. But uh, Power pellets. No, that's Pac-Man, little, you know, little, little energy balls. I actually, so one of my favorite things that I discovered, kind of like, kind of a throwback to like a couple seconds earlier in the conversation. I one time found this artist and this is my favorite thing ever. I want to be clear whenever I talk about this shit, I'm never like knocking artists. This is always like the most like endearing shit and I love it and I live mm-hmm. for it. They were drawing shipping art of Pac-Man and Mr. Game and Watch. That's and very the sh- good. The ship had a name and it was Pac-Watch. That's very, and very good. It was very, very good. And you, you th- I know you're thinking like, oh, so like a humanized version. No. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Just and like you know the, what? The, the pie with the slice taken out of it? Yes. There was very like, good. So, it was the Smash Brothers pairing, right? So it was like a three-dimensional Pac-Man, but also the two-dimensional Game & Watch. And there was, in fact, art. Okay. I apologize in advance for what I'm about to say uh, right now, but there was there's this one drawing of, of um, Pac-Man sort of receiving... Uh, a uh, fellatio. The sacrament. Oh, okay. From Mr. Game and Watch. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, also the sacrament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, there are moments, I think in my darkest hours, where I'll just sit around and I'll think the phrase Pac-Man getting he dick sucked and I'll just start losing it in an empty room. I actually, at one point, <laughs> I was very inebriated and my friends, I showed my friends this drawing and they're like, Sam, you need to redraw this. And I was like, Okay. And I did, and that drawing is horrible. Um, it is Where the worst is drawing I've ever done. Do you want me to find it now? I mean, is it on I'll your Twitter? See. It is definitely not on my Twitter. <laughs> okay. It is for sure not on my Twitter. It's not anywhere. It's just like, it's this like sort of secret thing that I send like people who are clued in. Mm-hmm. It is, there it is. God. Okay. Could you send, it, hate... could you send it over on the, the oh, internet? Wow. Wowie zowie. Yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it through mm-hmm. uh, the Skype file sharing. I actually have both. I have the original and I have my my rendition. So okay, I'll maybe you'll send me the original first and then. Yeah. So this is this is our original image here. This is going to be like just, one of those one of those kids games. Like spot the differences. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. So this is so. the original image, which mm-hmm. I gotta be honest, I love this picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Folks, folks, I love this picture. <laughs> There's just a lot. There's just a lot here. There's a lot here. First of all, we need to talk about the fact that Pac-Man has a... Papus? Has a pen. Has mm-hmm. a pen, I guess. Because how's he... Is he talking? Where does it... How does... Is it like a dog? Is it... Like a dog? Maybe it's like a dog. Maybe Pac-Man's kind of like a dog. Here's my game theory. Maybe if Pac-Man had a dick, he'd be kind of like a dog one. If Pac-Man uh, had, had a dick that was like a dog, would he wear a condom like this? Would he wear a condom like this? Oh, my God. So that's 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 the original image. I do love the sweat drops. The okay, I like the, the tender glove it's on so tender, Mr. Right? Game & Watch's head. And the, the Pac-Man's like expression with the, the arched eyebrows. So cue my rendition, which is definitely not as tender. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm bracing myself. Like, this is the first time we're talking, mm-hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. at home. It is. And this is where we're going and right this now. This is what please, you bring me. Please don't block me. I'm doing, I'm tr- learning. I'm new to this whole social justice thing. I'm trying. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Call me out if I fuck up. I actually drew this. I actually spent time making that. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. Um, I am going to have to... I am. I am gonna have to call you. Call you out on a uh, on a few this elements like that you two years ago. I do this. A few elements um, of this. Yeah. No. Just just rip the bandaid off, um, Mary. Mm, yeah. So first of all, there is a there is a forty. So so mm-hmm. Pac Man has been drinking a forty ounce. He is also just 
like smoking a blunt. Got a, a, a fat blunt. He's got a fat blunt that he's smoking. And there's I, another thing that's fat in this image. That I don't know what you're talking about. Because you could be talking about two things. <sighs> there is a vibrating dildo in um, Mr. Game. Mr. Oh, is Game that what that is? That I is, thought that was like a little, a little boot? It could have been a little boot. No, could, that makes more sense. The yeah. what you said. Um, so this is the thing that I drew once. This was a, not the best time of my life. This was a dark time. Mm. This is my blue period. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should say my yellow period. Because um, I was just drawing a lot of pictures of Pac-Man naked. I was just my muse. Um, actually, so this is just a story that I love. I, I drew a, a picture for my friend who plays Smash competitively. Um, and uh, he he played a lot of Mega Man back when uh, Smash for the Wii U was a big deal. And so he asked me to draw him, like, because of this image, he asked me to draw him a picture of, like, Mega Man, like, smoking a blunt. Mm-hmm. Which I for sure did because I love myself a lot. Um, but so my friend who plays Smash, he was... We were all in this, like, voice chat server together. We've been friends for ages. And my friend's name is Kevin. And Kevin says, uh, hey, guys, I'm going to go to a Smash tournament soon. And we're like, oh, no shit, really? Like, are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm going to go to the Smash tournament and see if I can win. And we're like, awesome. Like, what's your cool name going to be? And he's like, I don't know. I wanted to ask you. And we're all kind of drunk. So one of my friends just goes, like, I can, we can hear him. Like, he's obviously from the back of the room. He's just like, twink. Got yourself, twink. And my friend Kevin's like, okay. And he shows up to the Smash tournament, and we watch this happen live, where we see the person who's announcing it. He goes, okay, next up, we've got, like, Luigi, Dark Luigi 77 and uh, uh, Twink. And uh, my friend Kevin sits right there in the chair, and he grabs the microphone, and he goes, shouts out my friend Drake for the name, Twink Life, let's do this, and, like, wins. And he's currently, like, one of the, the better-ranked players in Austin, Texas. And his name is Twink. Um, so that's... That's a, uh, um, mm, That's very good. Figured I'd just kind of share that little story. Mm, yeah. No, that is... I just picture... Like, a, I don't know how... I don't, I don't know how those things work. Um... Because my experience with competitive fighting games is one time when I was like a tiny child, I went to a Smash Brothers tournament and was like, uh, I'm going to play Samus because it's my favorite character and uh, my, okay. And um, it was, um, it was Final Destination and Fox only and mm-hmm. no items. And uh, it was... Um, Oh, you poor thing. It was a, it was a little embarrassing, but um, oh, I just picture this like golf announcer saying like, "All right, so uh, next up we have uh, Twink playing Twink. as a uh, Mega Man." Yeah, but can you? So so Kevin no longer plays uh, Smash Four. He now plays Melee, and with the name Twink, can you guess who his Melee main is? And this is an important question because the answer is you can based on the name. Like I know for a fact that you can. <clears throat> Well, I mean, there's only so many. And there's based only on my, so many. Based on my deep, deep knowledge of the Super Smash Brothers melee for the GameCube competitive <laughs> rankings, uh, the tier lists, I would guess um, Sheik? So close. Link. But Marth. It's Marth. Mar- oh, right. Marth is good, it's too. It's definitely Marth. It's definitely Marth. Um, it's for sure Marth. That boyfriend we all know and love except i don't because i've never played fire emblem mm-hmm. um all i know is that fire emblem is the game where i guess in one of them you had to you had to not be gay there's like a conversion therapy kind of controversy is there for one of the fire emblem? i don't know is fire emblem you know? the game where the um is that the game that had the con- controversy about um the bones, I think the vi- the vagina the, bones, the vagina bones. I think I think that no, but I think it was the one about just the bones. Someone once bought it was the new Fire Emblem game came out, and there are all these trailers and look great. They had this great new cast of characters, strategic gameplay, you know, turn based combat, all the classics of the franchise that I know nothing about. And 
someone to open it up and it was just it was just bones. It was just a bunch of bones and mm. occasionally a voice would say, and these are these are Marth's bones. He's dead now. And these are his cold these are his gray bones. And they're in the earth and he's a dead man now. And it was just kind of going around and it was like, these are all the dead. That everyone in Fire Emblem will die, and so will you. I feel and I like think there the Treehouse was... localization team really dropped the ball on that one. Really dropped the ball on that one because when in Japan and the Japanese copies, it's just a complete game. It's fine, but in America, when you get it, it's just bones. Yeah, kind of a grim reminder of the lives we lost. It was yeah. kind of like a Spec Ops: The Line kind of deal, where it was like yeah, trying to make yeah. you think about all the mistakes you've made just think about it i mean just in many ways it. in many ways that is the kind of perfect fire emblem game because those games are all about you know you if you lose a, a friend they're gone they died and so this is sort of like the the sort of final uh extension of that in a way absolutely so it's absolutely. art really i mean it's it's kind of art if I were to like put the, my little stamp on, and my little stamp, it's got a little winking face on it, and it says art on it, I would put it on this Fire Emblem Bone game that doesn't exist and that I made up for this bit. Mm. Um, I got to say, I really, really like your podcast, Mary Kopas. I've been listening well, to Woodland Secrets for a long time. There's no accounting for taste. And... Um, all my favorite episodes, I really like the episode with like Catherine Cross, where you talk about... like. Uh, um, people who wrote big books and like um, uh, abuse online, and you, you use a lot of words. You, I think I think dialectic is at some point used mm -hmm. in that episode. There's also you did an episode with Eliza, mm -hmm. where it's just Eliza, where you talk about like history and and Korean style history. I like that I came on your little podcast and showed you a drawing that I drew of Pac-Man getting his. Penis sucked, getting his appendix, getting his penis um, touched, touched on by the mouth of Mr. Game and Watch, and I'm glad that I could contribute this aspect of culture to your podcast about, um, I don't know, uh, uh, smart stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it takes um, it takes all kinds, right? Yeah. Um, it it it's takes about diversity. It is. It's about um, it's, it's about all kinds of things, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, you take Pac-Man and then you have, uh, Mr. Game and Watch sucking his, sucking his, on his that fingers. peen this. Mm -hmm. I, so, I mean, I, I did, I kind of, um, I definitely have the capacity to, to do the, to do the big smart words I wrote at one time in elementary school, I wrote a paper that my teacher really liked, and this is not a joke, in which um, I was in Super Smash Brothers, and I raced Captain Falcon, and I beat him, and I won, and that was the spot of my short story. Now, uh, did you race him um, on foot? Uh, no, I did not. I think in the story I wrote a Yoshi, and okay. I beat him by riding Yoshi, which definitely does not work now that isn't that doesn't check out it's i don't think yeah. that's canon um i am Sorry. looking at the mario wiki uh foot speed of a yoshi and they do have it there and it says not as I fast just, as the f-zero cars from the future game so i just i just googled yoshi's feet mm. mm -hmm. so what, i did what did that, i did what did that turn up? yoshi i was make mostly making fun of, i was doing a little bit on you because you just said that you just looked up yoshi running speed which I imagine did also at some point include looking up Yoshi. Now I did, of course, look up Yoshi's feet. Oh, and I me too. Me too. I immediately wish that I hadn't done that. I love, though, that there's a lot of pictures of people who just kind of like drew circles on Yoshi's feet. And that's supposed to be what Yoshi's feet are like. <sighs> yeah. I don't like that I'm looking at this, and I'm going to stop looking at it now, actually. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's both okay. do that. Why don't, okay, so, oh god, where's my, I have these, I have like, um. Do you have talking uh, points? Do you have a list? I just, I just really wanted to, Where okay, on that so, list was send me pictures of Pac-Man getting his, his, his bazone, his I'm bazone. So, I'm so sorry that I sent you this picture of. Uh, was that of, on the list? Of Pac-Man getting cranked on his calzone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm winging it. This is like, I'm still, again, I'm still new to this whole social justice okay, thing. yeah, you're still I'm learning. learning. 
call me out if I fuck up. Okay. I um I do have I do have this like sort of bold bold new I, I kinda have a take ready that I was gonna throw out there maybe to kind of uh because I, I, I know that Catherine Cross was on here and she's she's got like a graduate something or other. There are a lot of people on here who've been who've been to the co- yeah, big very, boy college. Very smart, smart stuff, really. Smart stuff, big boy college, lots of stuff going on. And I want to throw my little take in the water, which okay. is that there definitely is a new Zelda game. And okay. it definitely exists. Okay. Um, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Um, do you have well, any evidence for that you know what hegel said and he said that i'm from germany maybe yeah and 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 there is a new zelda game you can buy it in your local GameStop. um and there's a apparently a bit in it where link wears like a like not not boy clothes and people Mm -hmm. are really losing it really they're really going hog wild on the on the blogosphere over that one on the webosphere i'm seeing a lot of it i went on a web quest this morning and i saw a bunch of uh, pictures of link wearing not boy clothes and i did turn off my computer immediately and i prayed to the lord jesus christ but then i turned it back on and i looked back at the pictures and there are a lot of them Hmm. Mm-hmm. um now i did just search link's feet <laughs> and i have to tell you what came up shocked and surprised me Wow. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and send this send this to oh, you. Now I think what you're about I think I know what you're about to send me because I'm really looking at something. Is that oh wow? See now what is that? See that says that one link one is link. equal to zero point six five nine four four nine feet. Feet. He's so small. He's a very small boy. And I, I gotta be honest, I'm seeing a picture in the image tab that's kind of backing up this theory. It is this picture, and it is a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog tickling Link's little feet because he's very small. Now, but is that a very small Link or is that a very big Sonic? I don't want to think about that. Okay, that's you, fair. You brought that up. You brought that up in my brain. My brain. My synapses. They went to. They went to God's forgotten kingdom. They went to hell. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go back there. Um, now there's. A, picture that's in the related that's called puppet tickles link and sonic i don't think i've ever in my life seen anything more horrifying now it seems like we may have different um we may have different kind of search profiles on google because when i search (laughs) the links feed and when i go to the images tab i do i do get a couple of images of link from the zelda games but mostly what i'm getting is conversion tables and um just sort of normal normal feet um, See, I looked up link. I looked up link feet, not links like possessive feet. Okay. But when I do look up link feet, you're right. I do see no. All these yes, you're right. There is a little bit more of that when you do search link feet. Link feet, which um, is where I did find the picture of Sonic of a maybe a big Sonic, maybe a small. Maybe. Do you want to see the puppet this, one? No, this is kind of a series, actually. Yeah, the this puppet is a good thing. series. Um, is it good? It's is a it good a good series? One? It's good because it you, really, like this person it? really has a deep knowledge of the sort of uh, Mario and Nintendo of uh, oeuvre because I'm checking out their DeviantArt and they post very regularly. It's uh, some it's three dimensional renders um, of basically just characters <laughs> with feet in stocks. It seems like and um, oh, I hate Sonic everything about this. Is um, is just touching their feet. Oh, sometimes, my God. sometimes Vaporeon is licking Sonic's feet. This is like the not. This is not my favorite thing that I've ever seen. Well, I don't think. whose fault hey, is that? It's a good, it's that's mine, a good I question. Think. No, it's probably. Yeah, it probably is yours. Yeah, and I immediately regret coming on your terrible, terrible podcast. Well, you're trapped now. This is I'm, I, I'm stuck in the podcast. It's a devil's curse. Um, once you get in, you can't turn that's back, true. or you'll turn into a podcast. So you have that's to just push on through the grim goblins curse you got to do now i got to do a podcast mm-hmm. i did I've actually been... think about doing that for a while like i did want to do a chain podcast that was called like the curse where um the curse every guest then became the host for the next episode and then they would have to select someone to be a guest and then that person would be a host on the following episode that would be the worst idea for me yeah. because because i would pick like i would for sure pick like fucking like i would want i want judith butler to be my guest (laughs) 
I mean, if you can get her, then yeah. I want, like, I want, yeah, is the thing. I want, like, who's that lady who went to the DMC? Is this, like, Sarah McBride? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, Sarah McBride. I want Sarah McBride on mine. Okay. And she's going to be like, wow, we really need to advocate for trans rights. And I'll be like, oh, uh, Goblin Cave. Oh, I'm funny. Mm-hmm. And it's going to it's going to go over so good. It's going to really rack. She would guess she would have someone be her guest and it would just sort of be this horrible, endless relay. Horrible, endless relay. In many ways. Isn't that what life is like? And that's well, my cool smart words. Yeah, that's that's good. That's in. Yeah. So to temporarily like. Please. Cease on the goofs. Please. Because I am so fucking sorry that I'm like this. I um, was sincerely really, really glad to see you like my tweets about being complimented online. Mm. Um, Because this is something that I have to like reiterate like every couple of months on Twitter, which is like there are ways to compliment a human being that don't make you look like a randy sexual pervert. Mm hmm. And that are really good. Like, I don't know, maybe say that I did a good job with my makeup or that my outfit looks good. Don't reply to my thing, to my cool new picture of me that I put online with a big meaty sentence about, like, you wanting me to, like... So one of my favorite weird horny replies that someone I knew ever got was one of my one, one of my then-girlfriends. She got a reply to one of her selfies that was, I want you to throw my backpack into the creek. Mm-hmm. It's just really funny, but also gross. Like, don't don't come, like, don't bring your sexual stuff to the table. But also, I want you to throw my backpack in the creek. Is such an image and such a vibe. It's creative. I'll give it that because usually the much more common framing of this, and this is, I, I'm I'm talking in kind of a goofy voice, but this is a really <laughs> serious a real issue. I really um, don't so like I'm it. gonna try and turn that off for a second and just talk I'm like so a normal sorry. human being. Um, which is hard for me sometimes, especially when I've just had my second coffee, but here we go. Yeah, (laughs) people will say, like, please step on me. And here's the thing with that. that I feel like when people say that, um, well, maybe they aren't thinking about it at all. But to the extent that they are thinking about it, here is what I think the thought process is. Oh, I am making a sexual advance but it's one that is more receptive than um than forward if that makes sense it's kind of more of a submissive gesture than than an aggressive one except that in reality it's both it's exactly and people believe that there is no such uh, there's no way that you can be aggressively um submissive in a social context but that isn't that's not true you can be and and that comment is sort of emblematic of that and it it's hard because it feels like you can't sort of call it out in the same way that you can call out a very like like if someone said something like i want to like if someone replied to a selfie saying like i want to hold you down like fuck your brains out like Okay, that's obviously forward and like kind of yeah. Depending on who it's coming from, like, uh, could you not? Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like yeah. the please step on me thing, it's like, well, what do you? How do you? How do you cut that out? It's hard. Yeah, exactly. I I I've said this multiple times, and I'm glad your take is the same as mine. That I think there is this assumption that when you're, and I'm sorry to like immediately change tone, <laughs> um. But it's real, right? Like these are – I basically talk about one of two things online. It's like I either talk about being a randy sexual pervert or I talk about how to be less of one and be bad about it. Um, it's – there's this assumption that I think if you're saying something that's inherently submissive in its intent, that um, it somehow excuses you from taking any kind of aggressive sexual responsibility from it, which in many ways you are still forcing me to confront your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, the comment is still you being like directly like an at reply is different than casually being like, I want someone to step on me is something I guess you could tweet if you wanted. Sure. But you directly replying to me is like, look at this. This is my feeling. <laughs> and like now I now I know that and I can't not know that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make future interactions real weird, fella. Like it's going to be bad. Like if you decide to like DM me and be like, hey. 
I really like your latest song. I'm going to be like, hey, thank you. About the time that you said that thing, why'd you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not my favorite thing in the world. And like, of course, there are like contexts for it. And like, if I know you like that, sure, chill, whatever. But I feel like so often there's this real boundaries problem um, online sometimes. Uh, Absolutely from, there is. Yeah. It's fucking rough out here. And I, I particularly think it's a shame in that I think it can sometimes turn people off from being a bit more open about their sexuality online. I know that that's a problem that I had. I mean, of course, like I just sent you a video, like a picture I drew of Pac-Man getting his penile sucked. But I, for a long time, I was like really nervous being like open about like having a sexuality, like at all online, because the reaction was always like that. It was always so aggressively like H-H-H-H-H, please step on me. And I feel like maybe that's something that, should change, I guess. I don't know. This is this is my smart take that I'm contributing to Woodland Secrets. This has been <laughs> on my mind lately, I guess. It is a smart take, though. It's it is like it's a thing. It's such a it's thing. It's such a thing, and I don't know why it's a thing. I don't know why you'd think it's such an okay thing to do because <laughs> it's for yeah. sure not. I I mean, the best answer that. The most generous answer that I can come up with is that it's people who are working through this stuff and they're making missteps along the way. And um, that doesn't mean that they should sort of have carte blanche to do that. But I guess I try to remember that when I'm at my most generous. Um, It is why I do not put selfies anymore, though. Or it's part of it. There are a bunch of reasons. Yeah, Yeah, Um, exactly. But that is, is part of it for sure. That's rough, right? Like, I think that that's something that um, is super, like, bullshit. I, I, um, I am in a phase in my life where I'm starting to develop some sense of self-confidence, which is really good for me. Uh, enough self-confidence that I can appear on this podcast that I really like and be confident enough in my ability to be a foolish clown and make jokes that <laughs> make you laugh, which is, is cool. Uh, and I also have enough confidence in my appearance to like go to parties and like exist in public and post selfies online. But that also comes with it like this really sort of um, staunch realization that uh, being visibly proud of your appearance online is is fraught with really, really gross stuff. Oh, for sure. Uh, and, and, um, I mean, like, obviously, like, every woman knows this, but, of course, I have added dimensions. <laughs> and, and like, it's it's a lot of complicated feelings to be working through. Because on the one hand, like, I want to be proud of my appearance and proud of, like, the, I guess, like, maybe progress, I guess you could say, I've made in being proud of myself. But I think it's it's such a shame that that also has to come with this, like, heaping, heaping dose of, oh, right, <laughs> Uh, if I'm a woman who's proud of how I look, that's going to warrant a fair amount of of harassment that I, is uncalled for, mm-hmm. um, which is just, like tricky, especially given that like my sense of humor is usually like kind of sexual in its in its conceits, mm-hmm. um, and it just it's so weird. <laughs> I I find myself. Um, Oftentimes, uh, I guess, also, like, considering a similar, like, path to the one you've chosen, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm just not going to selfies. <laughs> like, I'm going to be invisible. And I think that that's so fucking shitty. Yeah, I mean, everyone deals with this stuff in their own way, I guess. Um, absolutely, absolutely, right? Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> being online Sorry. it's like man there's a lot of stuff to deal with um it it's rough i never had to to deal with it until this year when i know I, I did like a couple of things i guess maybe that that put me on some radars and and now i'm i'm trying to use those resources that i have i like appeared on the news my local tv news station recently to talk about trans rights or whatever 
because uh, that's important to me. But the more I go for this increased visibility, the more I find myself being like, oh, this also kind of sucks the most out yeah. of anything that I've ever done. <laughs> like there's a lot of moments where I'm like, oh, I'm really proud of myself. But like there's also just as many moments where I'm like, this is like maybe the worst thing. <laughs> this is maybe uh, the least favorite of the things that I have done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. I mean, that is it's rough. It's super, super tough. And um, I I don't know. I guess you don't I, need, like, I there's no answer. No, I just I right. really like um, I really respect anyone who still goes out there and does that stuff, um, right. whether it's right. just like being up like a face on the Internet or going on the news and talking about something important to them um when all of those things from like the most minor kind of um public being a, a person to these more intense gestures can come with such strong pushback and like can make you a target and it's so easy to just want to fade into the background and like Absolutely. that's part of you know again that's like not gonna lie that is part of why i am cartoon pterodactyls right now yeah and i mean so I kind of like I remember thinking before I went on, like I refuse to just be a clown for the duration of this because I respect this podcast a lot. I I value greatly my ability to be a bit of a goofball um, because I think one thing I, I got a lot out of, especially like diving into Avery Addison's podcast, which is fucking gold. I forget what it's called, but listen to it. We'll put a link to um, it in the show notes. Yeah, it's really absolutely. Good. It's so fucking good. Um, Avery Addison in general is so fucking good. I, I do feel kind of passionate about there being more like prominent transgender comedians out there in the world. But there's also this like really horrible realization that that's going to suck. Like if that's a, if that's a road that I really want to go down, that's going to be so bad. <laughs> that's going to suck so hard, you know? Uh, and one of the things that I guess I wanted to iterate, I guess on here is, is just that, um, it's really shitty and difficult <laughs> being visible and that um, for as much of like a, a goofball I tend to be online, a lot of it comes from a place of protection, I think. I think in being funny, you can create a distance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, humor is like a really powerful defense mechanism. Um, and I think... Like, I definitely use it, too, for a lot of things. And I was thinking about this yeah. today. Like, mm. there, there's just, like, I know so many people who use it. And um, I think when you are that kind of person, you want to sort of be able to float above a lot of stuff. And you want to be able to exactly. just, like, look down and be kind of, like, dismiss, like, casually mm. dismissive of, like, something. Absolutely. And be like, look at this fucking clown. Like, rather than, like... And part of it comes from just this culture of online, like, not wanting to, like, be mad or, like, look as if you were mad. Um, yeah, not mad like, online. That stuff fucking sucks because, like... It sucks. You, I get it. And, like, I get why that can be a powerful place to be. Sort of that, like, very, like, blasé, like, <laughs> oh, you think that what you say can affect me? Like, lol, what a nerd. Um, but also, like, it does. And, like, totally even does. if it doesn't on a conscious level... Even if one comment, even if one like hateful, sexist, racist, whatever comment doesn't Absolutely. consciously affect you, when you're steeping in that stuff for so long, it's going to get into your body and not to be all woo or like not to sound like my therapist, but like, you know, it it sort of like makes a little home in there and lives in it. And like it's so having to though. keep up that that dismissive, defensive humor eventually I feel like it just becomes unsustainable and like you kind of crack in a way that maybe you wouldn't if you had been able to acknowledge the sort of hurt mm. that that stuff causes. Absolutely. I think um, recently I, I had a, a situation in which I, I wanted to do like a Periscope thing because I saw that someone, one of my friends was doing it and I was like, oh, this is a cute thing. I forgot this app exists. And I sort of just like sat in my loft in my home and, and showed off some stuff that I own. And the chat feature wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really see what people were saying to me. And I forgot that that the way that Periscope works by default is that um, it's public to anyone who uses the app. Right. So I was accidentally sort of, and I do blame my own ineptitude here, but 
I, I accidentally broadcasted this thing to like a bunch of people I didn't know. And the result of that was I, I went back and watched it back because people were telling me that people were making some rude comments. And I, I played it back and I watched it again. And there absolutely were people who were saying like really fucking rude things about my appearance. And um, that really, really, really got to me. Um, and as much as I do sort of enjoy playing up being a goofball online i wanted to also when this happened i made a i made a habit of like being open about it on my twitter like this is a thing that happened and it affected me mm. because i think inevitably that's the more strong and mature thing to do is to be like hey i know when to not joke about shit mm -hmm. and i know when to be honest with how things are making me feel um i think uh the McElroy brothers are also exceptional at this in their online presences. Like there's, there's just not to compare myself, but there's this tendency, I think to assume that, that being funny is to be detached and being funny is to be, is to not care mm -hmm. and to, to, to not be respectful of your audience and uh, to not be respectful of yourself in particular. Mm -hmm. And I think that's bullshit. Um, I think the really important thing to do is to, to comedy like anything else is the kind of art thing that you do, I guess, if you want and not respecting the impact that your art has and your contribution has and the impact it has on yourself and on others is irresponsible. And I would hate to ever neglect that responsibility. Uh, and so I, I think it's as much as I, I enjoyed clowning on this podcast with you. I also always feel the need to like reiterate that like, shit is serious and um uh i think that that ironic detachment that can oftentimes permeate particularly online comedy circles uh needs to go in 2017 needs to go in the garbage yeah yeah it'll ruin you totally 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 agree it'll ruin your shit in my circle of friends we even have a name for it we call it irony poisoning it's, <laughs> seriously yeah yeah it's it's, it's, it's real it's this thing we we classify like the the primary symptom of it being like when you can't tell when a person's kidding anymore yeah right like you don't know if that's right, really yeah. an opinion they hold or if they're just being a goofy yeah. goofball about it that needs to go in the trash in the comedy landfill make it go away i <laughs> hate the it park it's on so top bad. of it please uh, please do though i hate it put it with the bowser feet please put it with the bowser feet actually bring the bowser feet back just though, let the me, bowser feet just let me funny. get one more one more with those Bowser feet real quick. Just let me get one more little sniff of those Bowser feet. Mm, with Bowser feet, though. Well, before we get too deep back into the Bowser feet, maybe we should wrap things up here because I feel like we Absolutely. ended on a really great note. And I don't want to ruin it by getting some stinky Bowser getting, feet getting all over it. Getting into Bowser feet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, Bowser feet, I can get into. <laughs> now, Bowser feet. Computer generate nude Bowser oh, That's too easy. Anyway. That's um, too easy. Okay, no, abort, abort. We're done. Low um, hanging no. fruit. Mm. Uh, I'm okay. Um, You're on that Bowser. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so great. We we got comedy. We got I tried drama. to thing. We yeah. got both of the masks um, from the drama. We got comedy and tragedy. Maybe not tragedy, but you know, serious. I, I, I'm I am a tragedy mm. in general. So yeah. Well, um, where can people find you online if you want them to be able to find you? Uh, I am at a underscore nice underscore frog on Twitter. That is where I'm shamefully most active. I also make music. I'm on SoundCloud, uh, Sam Carter. Um, <clears throat> I don't I don't do a great deal else. I, I make YouTube videos sometimes. I um I did I, I recently wrote some medium pieces that I, I did that. That was a thing that I did. Cool. So you can read those. I'll link that on my Twitter. Sweet. Soon. People can read that if they want. Awesome. Well, again, yeah, thank you so much. Um, thank you. I love this podcast oh, and I love your work. So this meant a great deal to me, actually. Was, yeah, it was super, super fun. Um, and we'll have you back on sometime because this was super great. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Cool. cool. Okay, cool. Have a good one. You too. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. 
Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.